0: Unfollow news sites that share a lot of negative news. Unfollow friends who share a lot of negativity. Unfollow people who like to pick fights or cause controversy. You do not need all this negativity from social media in your life. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. For those of you who are listening for the first time, my name is Kim Peek and it is my mission to get you moving more and to help you think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Be sure to head over to my website and sign this pledge. I would love for you to join me in committing to optimism challenging ourselves, remaining active, seeking adventure, and forming real connections that enrich our lives. When you sign that pledge, you will join a free community and I'll send out some emails and videos with tips that will help you crush whatever is next in your life, whether that next thing is a marathon or a half marathon or a triathlon Or maybe it's a new stage in life, being an empty nester or a grandparent or retiring. Whatever is next for you, I want you to join us and commit to forming a community together, making some connections, and helping each other out, being there to support each other. This week, my girls and I are wrapping up our summer with a quick trip to Savannah, Georgia. We have an adorable beach house. On Tybee Island, and we've been soaking up the sun and showing my youngest daughter, who has never been to Savannah, all of our favorite places. My middle daughter did a summer program at SCAD last summer in Savannah and has all of these awesome places that she's showing us, all her favorite places to get breakfast or a quick bite to eat, all the secret places that the students like to hang out. So we are having a great time. Today I want to talk about optimism. Maya Angelou said, If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. There are lots of reasons why we should strive to be optimistic. Optimism helps us cope with stress. It helps us accept failures or things that didn't go as planned. It helps us deal with unexpected situations. And it can be your secret weapon for elevating your fitness or your career to a new level. The way you process the things that take place in your life affects whether or not these things become obstacles that limit your success or just little bumps in the road that cause you to look at things from a new perspective. Things that can help you take you from being stuck to helping you excel A few months ago, I did a podcast with Olympian Dina Castor, and if you want to go back and listen to that one, it's episode number 53. It's called Thinking Her Way to Victory. Dina is also the author of Let Your Mind Run, a memoir of Thinking My Way to Victory. And in the book and in the podcast, she tells stories from her lifetime of running, and she incorporates lessons of optimism and how she used mindset to transform her running and her life. Dina makes optimism seem so easy, but when something changes your life forever, like an accident that leaves you or a loved one paralyzed or a terminal illness or a plan that has gone 1,000 kinds of wrong, it can be hard to figure out how to make optimism work for you. So today I want to just touch on a few things so that you can start to develop, so you can start to cultivate optimism in your life. because. When these things happen to you, and there's always going to be something that pops up in your life that you didn't want to happen, so it's not if, but when these things happen to you, you already have a little bit of a habit of optimism going so that you can deal with those things better. Whether you are a glass half empty or a glass half full person, the good news is that optimism can be trained. I was recently listening to a Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk podcast where he said something like, optimism is not fluff and woo. Optimism is strategy. And I completely agree with this. Optimism will always take you farther than negativity because optimism puts you in control of the situation. Optimism allows you to rewrite the story of your life and put yourself in control. With optimism, you get to choose whether you allow something to mess up your day. Optimism lets stress slide right off of you. A few weeks ago, I was out for a beautiful Sunday morning bike ride, and I was all excited. And with each mile, I doubled it in my head because I was doing an out and back. And so eight miles meant that by the time I got home, I would be at 16 miles. And when I hit 10, I knew I would wind up at 20 But I didn't account for this tiny pothole that I didn't see until my back tire was already in it. And that little pothole gave me a flat tire. And I am way the heck out of town. I was able to stop without anything bad happening. I didn't crash or anything like that. I stopped safely. But I quickly realized that I was not going to be able to change my flat on my own, when my CO2 cartridge released all of its icy coldness onto the outside of the adapter, rather than filling my tube with air. So I was really pretty bummed that I wasn't able to do the 35 miles that I had planned. But I quickly turned to gratitude and focused on the fact that, although most of my family was out out of town, I had one daughter who was home, and she happens to be one who's old enough to drive, and I knew she would be able to come and get me. And although my ride was cut short, I was grateful that my flat could be fixed and the fact that I now needed to go buy a new tube was also a good excuse to take my bike in to the shop so I could get a tune-up before my race in a few weeks. Now, this was just a tiny thing that happened, but how often do you let the small stuff steamroll out of control and allow that one small thing that went wrong in the morning to build and build until it's completely ruined your entire day? It happens to the best of us all the time. Optimism helps you contain those types of situation and helps you put the rough patches in the most favorable light possible. My friend Wendy Connolly has a podcast called Mojo for Moms, and in episode 48 of her podcast, Thoughts to Try On, she gives examples of limiting beliefs and shares 10 thoughts that you can try on, just like you would try on a new outfit in the fitting room of a store. You know how something can look good on a on the hanger, but then when you try it on, it just isn't you? Wendy says that thoughts can be the same way. What works for me might not be the same thought that is helpful for you in a certain situation. I'm going to share the link to that episode of her podcast in the notes, and then I am planning on having Wendy on the podcast this fall, so look for that episode as well. But using two of her examples, let's say you're in a panic about something And maybe you pause and think, what if nothing's gone wrong here? What if what happened is exactly what I needed to happen in this situation? That would be a great way to take something that's negative and put that positive spin, look at it with optimism. Or if you are feeling anxious because you're feeling like someone is judging you, what if you tell yourself, I give other people full permission to judge me and it doesn't have to mean anything about me. I love this idea too. And there's other people who say it in other ways, but what other people think about you, as Rachel Hollis says, is none of your business. Don't worry about what other people think about you. That says more about them than anything it says about you. So when you're feeling this situations, try to not focus on all the anxiety and the stress and the negativity And transfer that thought. Look at it in a different light. My next episode will be on limiting beliefs. And these are examples of how Wendy approaches one way Wendy approaches limiting beliefs. And we're going to expand on some of those types of thoughts that Wendy suggests in that episode and go a little bit deeper on how you can move past your limiting beliefs. But what are some other ways you can train yourself to be more optimistic? First, you want to catch yourself being negative. Anytime you feel that negative mindset coming on or anytime you catch yourself saying something negative, just notice it, catch it, and then try to find the positive spin. This does take practice, but you will find that even after the first week, it gets easier. You're just going to become more aware of those negative thoughts and you're going to try to stop those. Now, when I say this, I'm also not saying I'm not telling you to avoid feeling the emotion because sometimes we do need to feel that emotion, especially if we're in a situation where we're in danger. But you can also be aware of an emotion and deal with that emotion without allowing it to hijack your day or to take control of a week or a month or a whole season of your life. You can deal with negative emotions without letting it control your life. Also, Negativity is contagious. You've probably heard that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. If four out of five people that you spend your time with are negative, you are absolutely more likely to be negative. I know it's impossible to keep certain people out of your life in the case of a pessimistic spouse or maybe a coworker or a boss who you have regular interaction with. You can... Try to minimize the influence that they have over you and your mood and your thoughts. Come up with ways to change the nature of your interaction with those people, change the way that you communicate with them, or just remind yourself that this person is a particularly negative influence and try to let what they say just roll right off of you. This also goes for what you listen to. If the news gets you down, find ways to get your news so that you're not seeing the flood of negative news. Unfollow news sites that share a lot of negative news. Unfollow friends who share a lot of negativity. Unfollow people who like to pick fights or cause controversy. You do not need all this negativity from social media in your life. So whether it's what's coming in over your car stereo, your radio, your social media, the music or the television shows your family is watching and listening to. Think about all of those messages that are coming in and try to cut back on the negativity. Try to replace some of that with uplifting podcasts or positive songs, uplifting music. Find ways to get more positivity in your life and to reduce all the negative messages that are coming in. A tip I found in an old Psychology Today article also suggests identifying the per- purpose of pessimism. If you notice that you're being negative, if you notice that you're looking at something from a pessimistic point of view, think about what's the purpose of that? Does it provide protection from disappointment? Is it helping you not get hurt? And do you think that it helps you to plan for pos- possible challenges? The author says that we often think that pessimism and worry are helpful but that we would handle the disappointment, hurt, and challenges even better if we were not bogged down by anxiety and negativity. To me, this makes a lot of sense. You can't solve a problem when you're anxious. If you can find a way to calm yourself, your thinking will be more clear. Think about any emergency that you've ever been in. When you're running around frantic, you can't think. I think back to the day last winter when my daughter who was driving on her way back to college after Thanksgiving break, got onto a very icy patch of I-35 South between Kansas City and Oklahoma City, and her car spun out of control. She called me screaming because her car had just spun around on the interstate and hit the side rail, and now she's facing backwards on the interstate, and there's this pileup and traffic has completely stopped. And in that moment, all I could say was, I can't think. I can't think. I can't think. I can't think. That's all I could say because I was in such a panic that I didn't even know how to problem solve. My husband wasn't actually a ton better. He goes running upstairs, starts changing his clothes. He's going to get in the car and drive down. Well, at this point, we're in a horrendous snowstorm and she's already an hour and a half down the road. There's no way that he's going to be able to catch up with her in the type of blizzard that we were in the middle of at that time. So once we finally calmed down, we were able to think and problem solve and help her figure out how we were going to get her to safety. But when you are trying to react, when you're in a panic, when you have all the anxiety, it's just not effective. Optimism gives us control over situations because it helps us look at things in a positive light. It helps us look for the bright side or the way to address or fix a situation. It helps us move on so that we can learn and grow or face a challenge with more information, better information the next time. Another thing that I believe helps to cultivate optimism is keeping a journal. When you first start out, you might focus on writing down three to five things that you are grateful for each day. The act of being thankful, even on a day, especially on a day where everything seems to have gone wrong, will help you become more optimistic. Then once you've made that habit, once you've made it a habit to write down what you're grateful for, then add on another layer. Start to write about your day and write down things that went well. Start looking for things that went well or better than expected. Things that went right throughout your day. If you're training for a half marathon or a marathon or going back to school or starting a new job, write about what things you did well that day. Even if those things are tiny, over time, you're going to be able to see all these things that you're doing right. You're going to be able to use that as a highlight reel. And you will also see how all of those tiny changes added up. You'll have a record of your growth, and that proof will help fuel your efforts because now you have proof that what you're doing is paying off, and success breeds success, so it's all going to help you in the end. Another thing that has been helpful at my house is something that I call the 24-hour rule. All of my girls act or have acted at some point, and that means they go to a lot of auditions, and when you audition, you face a lot of disappointment. So when that cast list comes out and someone doesn't get the role they want, we use the 24-hour rule to allow them to pout and whine and complain. In the safety of their own home, where they can complain to me and their sisters with people who understand how the business works. And we're not going to judge them. They, you know, it's just a place where they can complain and they can feel safe. They can complain about how unfair it is and how they never want to act again, get all of that frustration out. And then in 24 hours, they need to turn that off. And they have to be genuinely happy for the person who got the role they wanted. And they have to write their rehearsal dates in their calendars and prepare to be engaged, happy participants in that production. Someone with a good attitude who shows up to work hard. So we have 24 hours to get out all that frustration. And then we turn it around and we're ready to go. We're ready to accept the situation as it is and fulfill our role and be happy and be a hard worker. And then we focus on the next steps. What can we do better so we're better prepared for the next audition? Are there other shows coming up that they can audition for? Things like that. And of course, some things in life might only be worthy of five minutes of negativity. Your sister stole your favorite jeans and now you have to wear your favorite yoga pants to school instead. You know, that might be worthy of 30 seconds of negativity, right? You move on from those things. And then there's things that happen to us in life that might be worthy of much longer than 24 hours. But the important thing is that we train ourselves to eventually look on the bright side. Of course, it depends on what the situation is. Sometimes you truly do need to be able to see the negative side and feel those emotions before you can move on. So feel the emotions, but know when it's time to move on to acceptance and start problem solving mode. I would love to hear what other tips you have for cultivating optimism. Send me a message, coach kim at thepowerofrun.com or comment on any of my social media or send me a direct message. I would love to know your ideas. I would love to know what you think about optimism. Do you think it's all woo-woo or do you also like me believe that it's strategy, a strategy to live a better, more productive, more fulfilled, happier life. Send me a note. Let's connect. Be sure to join the pledge. Sign that pledge. Go over to crushingmygoals.com slash crush dash next. And let's work together to form a community where we can support and grow and be optimistic and tackle whatever comes next in that next stage of life for you. I will talk to you soon. Have a fabulous week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.